0: Now ladies and gentlemen, if you would please welcome to the nice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the has presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. Now, let's get into our weekend recap, brought to you by Beauty Status. And like I said last week, guys, Beauty Status has those head covers for your uh, driver and they've got poles now for the golf course, as well as all the other stuff they've got, um, you know, stickers and flags for the man cave, just very authentic stuff. Um, they do a genuine job there with the uh, Minnesota brand and in hockey all around. What did we get up to on the weekend, fellas? Also, what'd you get up to?
1: Yeah, actually I had, uh, I had some buddies in or one buddy in town from Orlando and, um, to go to Michael Brodzinski's wedding. I met Brodzi down in uh, Orlando there and then Cody Donahue, a a new came over. Uh he was part of the wedding party so I I had some drinks with them, enjoyed uh the wedding. They were kind of the only two that I really knew there. Um well you except, knew Liv. Uh, what's that? You knew Liv. Yeah, I knew I knew Liv. There there were a few over the you know, Richard was there. Uh um, oh yeah. Yeah, so there were a couple of uh has-beens that uh, stopped by the the Bradzinski Bradzinski Easy wedding or whatever, but uh it was a it was a blast, great time, great people. Uh obviously hit that dance floor for about 4 hours and then uh was mega hung Sunday. So, um, well, so
0: where was where was this venue? Where did It was uh,
1: Yeah, so the the wedding was at uh, St. Bartholomew's. It was uh it was a Catholic wedding, so um, they kept it pretty short though. Uh, those are ten, ten They tend to be long, so uh, they kept it under an hour, which was nice. And then uh, the actual wedding reception party was at why is that a country club just in their lobby, nice. whatever. So it was a really nice venue. Venue beautiful wedding, uh, fun dance party afterwards. So what are you, uh, what, are you gonna,
0: what are you what are you going to give it out of ten? You know, one through ten. Wedding, you know, venue, food included,
1: guests. Uh, Eight point seven out of ten. Eight point seven. Good. Out of it it was solid. It was. Uh, yeah, they they had uh, free beer and wine, and then uh, mules as well. So you know, you kind of had your pick at whatever poison you wanted to put in your body. Um, and I definitely did that. Mixed a few of each. So it was. Uh, it was good. The food was great. Everything was great. It was fantastic. And those guys are two great people. So it was fun.
2: For sure, Mace. What did you get up to? Uh, went up to Duluth for the Alpines North kind of like beer. I don't know celebration. I don't know what you want to call it, beer tasting event. Um, but I forgot to buy a ticket, so I didn't end up going to the actual event. I uh, <laughs> just kind of went to some bars and got drunk, and then I got in a fight with a bags board and got a little mark in my head. Okay. So you should see
0: Pretty the good other
2: weekend. guy. Yeah, <laughs> you should see the bags board. <laughs> messed up. Yeah. It's
0: got a nice chip yeah. on it, a little little spot of paint missing. Fuck that thing. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> but it was a good weekend. It was fun going up to Duluth. Got to see some uh good sights. Went to some new place I hadn't been
1: before. So yeah. You stop good. you stop over to Roscoe, uh Roscoe's Pioneer Bar? Yeah, Friday night. I hit love. love that. That was sweet. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a dingy bar, but they pour 8020s and it's mm-hmm. a dart board and one pool table, and you're crammed in there. It's fantastic. Favorite I was kind of
2: running up the darts, too. I don't know. Love that. It was a good weekend. Love that.
0: Love that. Oh, I also forgot, boys. Sorry I didn't introduce anyone. I'm here joined, as always, by Jack Mason and Trevor Olson. But we do have a very special guest with us today. He happened to be my road roommate to Ann Arbor, Michigan Wolverine, you know, kind of a stud. Used to hit the long ball in the course, fucking whack the thing off the tee box, three thirty, whatever. Evan Allen, F, thanks for coming on, man.
3: What's going on, boys? Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. You kind of, uh, Gage, you kind of teed me up for what I did this weekend. Um, all in, all in that intro there. I was, I was back in Ann Arbor for Michigan hockey alumni weekend, um, which. You guys have all been to alumni weekends, I'm I'm assuming, so you know what goes on there. It was an absolute blast. <laughs> so pumped to how be here, though.
0: Boy- F, how many of the boys that you played with made it back? Like, what are some of the names? Did J.T. or Mott end up making it back, like Mike Downing?
3: Uh, J.T. and Mott were not there. Um, in our group was, yeah, Mike Downing, um, Nolan Deyong I know you know him. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of the younger younger guys too. Actually, there was a ton of guys my year and below, which was great to see Hughes, Norris, um, Lockwood, um, some of those guys. So it was a lot of the younger guys we got to go in. So it was fun. That's sweet. That's
1: big timers. Yeah, that's sweet to yeah. get the young guys in there for those alumni events. Keep them around for a long time. That's sweet.
0: JT didn't yeah, want to bring he- the cup.
3: JT didn't want to bring the cup to the alumni tournament? The, the weekend prior, we were in Chicago with JT for his cup party. So we saw JT and then Mott there, um, which was a blast. But JT is definitely too big time for Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. How about Copper? Have you seen Andrew Cop recently? You know, the, the dual threat athlete?
3: <laughs> no, I, I haven't. He was in New York with the Rangers here for a bit, but busy schedule um he had a wedding last weekend um but no we all keep in touch with each other just but haven't seen him in person but uh he signed a nice ticket here um a few weeks yeah. ago going back home good you <laughs> not bad <laughs> me
0: sheets couple <laughs> sheets <laughs> yeah no that sounds fun alumni weekend that was actually uh you and he had the alumni golf event uh last weekend for us so those are always a hell of a time. I ended up missing it because I, uh, you know, had work and everyone knows, you know, fucking work takes priority. You know, first comes work, second comes family, third comes health, fourth comes fitness and five comes, you know, alumni events that I don't have time for. Fuck.
3: But uh, where do you guys have that alumni weekend back in Grand Forks?
0: No, it was actually in Minneapolis. Um, where was it? Oh, it was Oak Ridge in uh, Hopkins? There?
3: Or?
1: Yeah, in Hopkins. It was a nice little track. It was a decent turnout. We had like fifty uh, some guys. It was it was solid, but mo- I'd say mostly ol- older guys. Ev no. does
0: Ev uh, does Red does Coach Red Berenson make his way out to the uh, alumni events, or is that is that past his time?
3: Yeah, Red uh, Red does not golf. He's not a golf fan. He's all hockey, strictly business. So he shows up once the golf is done, shakes some hands, shows face, and, and, and that's about it. Drink a cup of coffee, and he's out. That's literally about it.
0: <laughs> I respect I respect that. I respect that. Well, my weekend uh, was actually, you know, it kind of made me feel old a little bit. Went to, uh, on Saturday, went to my brother's engagement party, which – You know, this day and age, how many fucking events do I have to go to for a wedding? You know, I've got the engagement party, you know, fucking, you know, there's like six events. Do I have to bring a gift to each of these events? You know, like how much money do you want me to spend on you? You know, I'm going to end up buying a suit for the wedding. I'm going to end up giving you a gift for the wedding and all this stuff. It's like, I mean, am I, can I just, you know, sign a contract? I'll give you, you know, $5,000 and just, you know. I'm out. I can do my own thing. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, that was, it was,
3: go ahead. Ev. That was one thing I was going to ask you. It's probably nice for you guys though, with all the weddings, they're probably all somewhat back in Minnesota. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
0: They are. It's actually convenient. Most of the guys get married in Minnesota. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the guys we play with, they, they all come back to Minnesota in the summers and train there and, and kind of live there this is a great spot to train because there's so many players, you know, they can, they get good skates and stuff. So it is convenient that way, but yeah, I mean, we're at this engagement party. It, hap- it happened to be a great time, you know, got to see both my family members, my mom's side, my dad's side, um, people you don't see very often, which, you know, when you leave, you're like, fuck, I should see that more. And it's like, it gets tough, you know, like we all get busy. You know, we all have things to do. We want to see friends. We want to do things on the weekends. And, you know, you kind of lose track of time a little bit. And before you know it, you're like, God, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen my aunt or my, you know, one of my grandmas for a year or so. Like, got to make time for them. So it was good to see them. Um, but just, yeah, just the gift thing is funny to me. Like, I got to bring a gift to each one of these things. And it's like, fuck, you, know, you think I'm fucking made of money? Like, that's why these that's why these parties are invented, right? Like. I'm going to, you know, when I get married, I'm going to be like, you know, we got this party, you know, you know, eighth of the way through. Then we got this other party, you know, fourth of the way through. I'm expecting gifts at each one, you know, just, you know, gift cards, whatever, you know, just cash. That's fine for sure. And yeah, I just, it's funny to me how much stuff they have planned, but you know, it's like when you think of guys, you know, when you ask, when you're walking around, you're asking the guys like, you know, what do you look forward to? And it's like, I want to go a golf trip with the boys, you know, I want to I want to do this, I want to go golf or whatever. For girls, they want these events, you know, they want the engagement party. Like that's the Super Bowl of them. You know, we're like, oh, I can't wait for fucking Super Bowl Sunday. They're like, I can't wait for the fucking engagement party. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> you know, pictures, dress up, it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> Bridal shower uh, everything. everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, all that's you know, all that's
1: wait till it's they great. start having babies, then you got a baby shower. It's like oh two years uh, straight apart. and they live
0: and they live for it, and I think you know when, when they tell me they're going to this like baby shower, bridal shower, I'm like, I mean, I would rather go to fucking wee fest next week than go to that <laughs> fucking you know, like that sounds terrible. Um <laughs> uh, but no, we'll we'll move on to uh, the fun stuff brought to you by Butter Golf. Obviously, felt hat here, our buddy Jordan Schmaltz started Butter Golf, Butter Golf online. You can get your merch today. It's limited edition, so there's only a certain amount left. So get there and get your stuff, Ev. I think you'd like this stuff. It fits you pretty well. It's, it's catered to the hockey player who you know gets the terminology. Like when I was when I was in high school, Ev. You were the guy that I was getting my terminology from, right? You were making up with these fucking words and shit. I didn't know what you were saying, but I was saying it myself because I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So they got that stuff. Just get the butter golf there. But let's get in the fun stuff here. Um, and the first one is nail gun of the week. Does anyone want to start us off? Anything, any person I'll, you thought?
1: I'll set the nailed? tone. Yeah, let's go. I'll set the tone. So my nail gun of the week was obviously from the wedding. That was my big, my big event. Um, Mr. Cameron easy. I I truthfully, I didn't get his name uh, when we were there, but he's a pretty stoic guy. Doesn't smile a whole lot. Like, you know, he'll crack like a dry joke every once in a while, but then he won't laugh or anything. Um, He's just a pretty like stern guy. Well, we got to the dance floor um, on Saturday night And all of a sudden, people were pouring drinks on the dance floor. And here comes Mr. Cameron Easy, and he slides across the dance floor on his stomach in his dress shirt. Let's go away. Yeah, so that's my uh, my nail gun of the week. Kind of gets out of his element uh, and enjoys a a slide through the the old dance floor there at the wedding.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: good shit. Anytime, anytime you're, you know, you're a father and and you're looked at this as this guy who's, you know, setting the example, of being a role model, and he ends up letting loose and fucking sliding on the dance floor. You got to respect it. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the, that's one of the good things about weddings. You see a little of the older guys let loose a little bit. They're having a good time, and it's like they they used to be a fucking weapon, eh? <laughs> you just know. You know, like, when that guy was in college, fuck, I'd like to hang
1: out with him.
3: <laughs> they circled that day on the calendar, go day.
1: I <laughs> yeah. get it, like, once yeah. every three years, but when they go, they go hard. Oh,
0: got a? Anyone else want to start us off? Or you want, Mace, you got something, or you want me to go?
2: Yeah, I got one. So, I'm not sure which game it was in. I think it was the semifinals. It was uh in the... I think it was called the Gretzky Cup or something, the Hlinsky-Gretzky Cup. Well, it was Germany versus Czechoslovakia, or Czech Republic, I guess. And uh, during warm-ups, uh, one of the Czechia guys uh, noticed one of the Germany guys was going over the red line a little bit too much, and I gave him a nice cross-check and kind of put him in his place. So that's my nail gun of the
1: week. I love it. Yeah,
0: you got you got to teach those guys stepping over the red line, you know, that's – that's my red line, bud.
1: You got to you got to t- teach them early before guys like uh, who are the big fighters in the in the coast nowadays before they start whacking you when you go over the red line. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Stay in your lane, bud. Stay yeah. in
2: your lane.
0: I was I was a minimum in the coast. I was a minimum of ten feet from the red line in warmups. I wasn't even getting fucking close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, <laughs> those, those you know, guys, does funny.
3: that happen? Does that happen regularly in the coast? Guys like at the red lines and warm up.
1: Yes.
0: Oh my god! It was every it, fucking game. Man. It was. Who, it was, who the, was the, the
1: circus. Who is? Who are the guys that got in the fight in the Zamboni room after warm ups? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, <laughs> it, it, oh, it was, yeah. wasn't it Melindy and somebody else? Or
0: yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh. Well. Oh, we had a couple of that, a couple of those stories. One of them was our fighter, Travis, I was suspended for like 12 games for doing some ridiculous thing. So he's in the, he's in the press box and this is not up. This is after the game. He's in the press box and the game ends. And the teams are like, you know, going to their goalie. We're playing Idaho or whatever. He goes, the Idaho team's going to their goalie. Skates up to him, and then all of a sudden, they, they, they go back, they look back to try to skate off the ice, and he's in his fucking suit and dress shoes on the ice, like, let's fucking go. <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> he's in his suit. He's fucking suspicious. Spending 12 games and he's trying to go guys after the game. he's he's got guys like he's right on guys, <laughs> slipping around like, I mean, they're on skates. Like it was insane. It was nuts.
3: This guy's in his suit and he's going guys in their gear.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. After the game's over.
3: <laughs> That's unreal.
0: It's incredible. Um unreal. Okay, I'll I'll go I'll go with my my nail gun of the week. Um I'm gonna go with Nancy Pelosi. She's <laughs> she flew to she flew to Taiwan today, and the Chinese, you know, they're they're threatening. You know, Nancy, you go to Taiwan, it's a big trouble. You're fucked. Fuck you guys. I'm coming anyways. So she just landed in Taiwan today. I don't know what's gonna happen? World War Three? I don't know, but she fucking went, and that's a nail gun move. I mean, she could have been shot down. She had to have been. You know, palms are sweaty. Who knows? But that's my nail gun in the week right there for sure, just because there's a lot on the line there. I don't know how she's doing it. I mean, she's a little older. So maybe, you know, when you get a little older, you're kind of like, you know, if I die, I die. Fuck it. I'm going to die anyways. <laughs> what the fuck's the problem. But that's my nail gun of the week right there. You know, I have a couple honorable mentions. My Aunt Judy, who shows up. Everyone knows she's the crazy aunt. She shows up to the engagement party. And. We're all hanging out in this garage, and all the cars are parked, you know, on the on the side of the street and stuff. She pulls right up to the garage, right next to all the tables, puts it in park, opens the door up. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> just pulls out a bunch of fucking coolers full of stuff and just livened up the party. That's a nail gun move right there. Just does not care where anyone else parks. She's parking in the fucking driveway. I don't care. I got a bunch of beers here. I'm not carrying them from the road. I'm driving right up the driveway. (laughs) Fucking unload my car. Let's drink some beers.
2: That's textbook nail gun behavior. Yeah, (laughs) I agree.
0: (laughs) F, do you got anything you want us to move on to the next one? I
3: didn't. I didn't have anything until you just said that right there. So we had we had alumni weekend this weekend, and we had the golf outing, uh, which whatever ten to. Five, we'll call it, and then we all head, uh, head out to South U, and we were all at the Brown Jug. There's probably 40 of us there, and like a lot of the older alumni were at one table, and then some current players and like the newer alumni were at another table, and Kevin Porter walks in, and he just starts looking around, and he goes, I want 25 B-Walls, and I want 25 vodka sodas. B walls are just like shots we used to have at the bar all the time. And the new guys were all like, what's that? Should we drink it? Should we drink it? And we're all, and everyone just looks over at him and just goes, just fucking drink it, man. (laughs) And everyone's just ripping on these new guys. Welcome to the alumni boys. Uh, so that, that was, uh, that was good stuff. Oh yeah. That's perfect.
1: That's perfect. You
0: gotta love the guy buying the boys drinks. Just fucking let's go. This ain't oh, we're, we're, not a,
3: we're not at Sunday
0: Mass here. We're at a oh. golf event You get some drinks.
3: Saturday in July, boys. Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> That's Green so Lake Central.
0: Yeah. All right, well. we'll move on to the next one. Um, this is a new segment here. We haven't tried it yet. Um, but we're it's it's called Fuck One, Merry One and bury one, or kill one, whatever whatever you prefer. I'm going to bury them. Um, the first three we're going with, the Minnesota Gophers, the Boston College Eagles, and the Denver Pioneers. Does anyone want to start us off?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll go first. I'm going to uh, fuck Boston College because I scored a game winner in Madison Square Garden against them, so that one was an easy one. Uh, I'm going to marry the uh, Pios. I feel like they're very similar to North Dakota hockey, and I'm going to bury the Gophers because fuck the Gophers. Easy, wow. easy, simple for me. Yeah,
0: I like, that. I like that. Um, personally, personally, I, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fuck the Gophers um just because you know i just want to f- you know fuck those guys <laughs> um well, and, right. then, uh, and then i'm going to uh i'm going to uh i'm going to marry the boston college eagles just cuz i don't have any vendetta against them and then i'm just going to fucking bury the piles get those fucking guys out of here you know i have nothing against them i like all those guys but you know, I feel like that's a big rivalry for, you know, the UND folk, and, and that's where I'm going to go with.
1: I respect that. What did you have for the Gophers, Gage? What's that? What did you have for
3: Minnesota again?
0: I was going to fuck them. You know, it's one and done. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You up, 30 you up, a.m., you up, and then 3 a.m., Fuck out of here!
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that quick? <laughs> Love that. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's Got you Uber, already. Yeah, Even it's at two or little, three a.m. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a little mean, but uh, yeah, no, I have to go with that one. Um, I didn't want to kill him though, because I want him around just so I can we can kind of embarrass him while they're here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, that's always fun, right? Sorry, Hudson fashing. Um one uh I'll go with that. I'm, I'm gonna fuck Boston College. I like that place. That place was sick. We played there one time. I was scratched and we, we, we won and, and that was <laughs> I think we pumped on like five two. Um sorry, Demco. That was a good one. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Denver. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I've never played them. We we never went out. I've never been there. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. But then I'm going to bury the Gophers. I, I cannot stand that team. I cannot stand that school. I cannot stand that place.
1: I love that. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> <at a baby. laughs> there you go. That's exactly what we were looking for. That's incredible.
3: <laughs> a little lay up there yeah yeah. I, I also go a little bit with uh, with the Denver one because of Gage's background and, and some of the history that I know that happened with uh, with Denver and Gage. so we'll, we'll keep them around.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's more of a respect thing for me. like I, I understand where Gage is coming from, but I don't know they're the same fucking team as us. They're big and they're fast and whatever so and I I, I love that school. I think it's sweet, but I actually never played there because it was an elevation and I was fat. So I were your
3: guys games against them? Was that your biggest rival? I mean, besides Minnesota, the, if you ever played them.
1: Uh, them and Duluth, I'd say, were our, easily our biggest rivals uh, in the NCHC. Um, I don't know where, where that hatred kind of came from with Duluth, probably yeah. with their, their coaches or whatever, but then uh, Denver's another one just because it was okay. always – Always a one goal game. Always. Three two, two one. Like boring fucking but it was it was just it a was,
0: it was a hundred percent it was a hundred percent Denver and Duluth. We we respected Denver, like we didn't hate them when we played them, but we knew like you know, this is the team we have to beat. Duluth was more like they were very good and they fucking hated us, which made us hate them. And it was Duluth was by far for me our biggest rival in college when I was there, just because we we had those battles and like they had like very similar teams and we were just fucking mean to each other on the ice. We always respected Denver and it was always funny because you know when we played in Duluth they'd have a good crowd, Duluth crowd, but when we when we go to Denver, the entire Denver stadium would be UND fans because the biggest UND alumni hub. Really? Yeah, the the biggest UND alumni hub was in Denver. So the whole stadium would be filled with great. And their coach before we played them one year was he did an interview and, and it was Monty Coach Montgomery and he he literally said that we're playing in Denver and he's like what, what are the you know what are the what's the game plan for tonight and he's like well you know we we want to score early to take the crowd out of it. <laughs> and they're playing at home. <laughs> <What>?
4: <laughs> like, that was at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ,
0: it was not. So yeah, I mean, we loved playing in Denver. It was tough to play though, because you're up in the elevation. Like Ole said, like you can't fucking yeah. breathe, and you you really? can't take longer. Yeah, you take a thirty second shift, you're done. Like you got to get off the ice. If you get stuck out there longer, you're you're straight legged, like can't even move. Uh,
3: no
1: I, way, damn. I can- I can honestly say I've never played a full series in Denver in my four years. <laughs> like it's horrible.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I've heard it's like that, but we never played out there. I I, I don't know. I, I've never, damn, that's crazy. Did you guys Did play you against like- Minnesota at all?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I played them once in actually three times, but in Mariucci during the regular season, um, we played them in that fucking pond that, that, that lake that they play on, whatever it is. It's a fucking huge sheet of ice. But it was nuts.
3: It was insane. Damn, that's crazy. Damn. Good stuff.
0: Mace, what are you you going with here?
2: All right, so this is going to be probably pretty unpopular. I already know. But I'm going to start it off. I'm marrying the Gophers. Um, They're always my team growing up. Uh, I still love the Sioux and... Like, ever since college, they've been my go-to team now. But growing up, it was all Gophers. So, I got to put them at number one. Then, the other two was tough. I was thinking about this for a little bit. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to fuck Boston College purely based on the fact that their campus is nicer and I feel like the city is a little more electric. I love that. Yeah. Bury Denver. It pains me to say it, but I'll bury Denver. I love the mountains, but... Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't like burying Denver because I do like them. Great program. I like all the players, but they're just the biggest rivalry you have, and you got to get rid of them. You okay? We'll do one more here. Just just NHL base. Just we'll keep it light. Toronto Maple Leafs, New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Do you want me to start again here, Gager? Yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, bury the Maple Leafs. I have no ties to the Maple Leafs. I'm not a Canadian. Uh, I have zero interest in them and I didn't root for them at any point in my life. So I'm going to bury them. I'm going to um, fuck the Chicago Blackhawks. um, And I'm going to marry the Rangers. I just think the Rangers history is nasty. I'm going to if I was gonna be specific, I'd marry or uh, I'd fuck the Chicago Blackhawks from like 2011 to 2014 when they were nasty um, yeah. but I'm gonna marry the Rangers strictly for their uh history. I like that
3: I was gonna say you gotta you gotta put some dates on the Blackhawks
1: now yeah what your, what your pick is. Yeah because right now they are they're ugly and I'd probably bury them.
0: They've always went through that span, though, you know, like before, you know, when we remember them, when they were kind of a dynasty, almost like the Pittsburgh Penguins and stuff like they were, you know, people were arguing if Johnny Taves and, you know, Patty Kane were the two best players in the league and and they were just a fucking powerhouse. But before that, they were terrible. And now they're absolutely awful. So, like, they're, they're a fucking roller coaster, man. If you're a Blackhawks fan, it's a goddamn roller coaster out there. Um, yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go second here. I guess. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the New York Rangers just because you know walking around New, NYC, you know the Big Apple, fucking just you're a Ranger in the town, like that's got to be f- pretty fucking cool, you know, like you're playing in Madison Square Garden, people are wearing Ranger shit around, that's cool. Um, I'm going to kill the Blackhawks. I'm going to bury them They're They're too up and down for me, even though I love, you know, I, I like how they're, I think, you know, if, if you look at NHL teams in big cities, they're usually the, the lower end of the totem pole, right? Like no one really cares about the NHL teams. It's always, you know, the higher up. I think the Blackhawks do have good fans. They have really good fans there that care about them, but they're too up and down. I'm going to marry the Leafs. I think that's like playing in Toronto, playing for the Maple Leafs in Canada, like, and, and everyone knows, you know, like I'm, you know, I, I'm power, you know, power hungry. I want to be famous, you know, kind of like you like that (laughs) feeling of, you know, everyone knows who you are. We're walking around, like, you know, when you're in Toronto, I mean, if you play for the Leafs, you are like Mark Wahlberg. Like, you are like Postman. Like, you're the biggest thing ever. And I think that'd just be a fucking really cool experience, and it means so much to them. Um, I know, obviously, it'd be tough because, you know, you have down years and they're all this, you know, it's the fans that are fucking tough. But I just think that'd be so cool to play for the Maple Leafs. They're so passionate. And when you're walking around town, you know, like, if you walked around town in Toronto and you had like Kevin Durant and LeBron James walking around and then you had Austin Matthews next to him, no one would give a fuck about Kevin Durant and LeBron James. They would only want to see Austin Matthews. Like that is fucking sick. And you can't get that in the USA. All
1: right. I respect it. That was passionate. That was passion filled. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. All of a sudden will, I'm a Maple Leafs fan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you will be famous one day, Goose. Don't worry. Yeah. Already out. <laughs> I knew that. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, that, that was good. That was good. I would I would go with um, I would go with fuck the Rangers. Um I feel like the Rangers is a is a team. I don't know, we talked about cop earlier. He got in and got out. I feel like that's a a, a team where you go rip it up for a year or two and then go to like where you're going to finish. I don't know. And you can only live in this place for so long unless you're a certain someone, but I'd go for fuck the Rangers. Um, I would marry the Blackhawks. Um, They're long-term. Eventually they're going to, they're going to end up good somehow, some way could be three years, could be 10 years, could be 30 years, but they're going to figure it out. And then I'm going to bury the Maple Leafs. I'm right there with you. Um, I I kind of just like, I I only watch the Maple Leafs in the playoffs, and I kind of watch them like, oh, okay, I'm watching them to absolutely mess this up, not to watch them succeed. Um, And I don't know. I just don't have any interest in, in the Maple Leafs. And I was just in Toronto a few weeks ago for a wedding, and it was impossible to get into and out of. So I'm burying the Maple Leafs.
0: Yeah, there is there there's also that where you're in Canada and right now in this day and age I mean, are you living in a communist country right now? I mean, you can't go anywhere without fucking getting a COVID test, you know, abiding by the I mean, it's why do you think Johnny Gaudreau wanted to come back to the US and play in Columbus? Like Man, he went to
3: OSU. Are you kidding?
0: He can go to come in to, to there. Yeah. He he can go to, he can go to restaurants in Columbus. He can take his dog for a walk without a mask on. Like all that shit matters to players. Like they have lives outside of this hockey game that all we think, like all these fans think their whole life is just playing hockey. Well, the majority of their life is actually outside of the rink, which is, is what matters. To them. So you got to think about that
2: aspect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and, and, and to your point those uh, like Chicago and New York like okay is someone going to know who Andrew Kopp is if he's going out to the bar only if they're a huge Rangers fan they're going to know who Kevin Durant and yeah, all those yeah, guys yeah. are you know so they can kind of run a bit which is kind of nice but uh, Toronto you can't do anything
0: Yeah, that's true good point Mace what are you going with?
2: So, without a doubt, I'm bearing the Blackhawks. I fucking hate the Blackhawks. They're my least favorite team in the league. Always been the biggest rival for Minnesota. And especially Patrick Kane. I mean, he's nasty, but just on the wrong team, you know. Just, I don't know. Just don't like them. Never have. And then I'm going to marry the Rangers because I like MSG. Their history is pretty good. And for the biggest reason, they got a shit ton of Minnesota boys on their team right now. And I, I like they watching do. teams that have a lot of Minnesota boys. So, And then, fuck Montreal, or not Montreal, Maple Leaves. I like their current players, but I don't really like their franchise, though. Never really liked them. Don't really have anything bad against them, but
1: just never never liked them. I like that. That's solid. That's different.
2: Just can't stand the Blackhawks, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I respect that. You know, no love for the Blackhawks because you're a Wild fan,
2: as you should. Makes me really happy seeing uh, the Blackhawks just be terrible and just bottom of the league. Makes me smile.
0: You know, I've I've never really, you know, I've always lived in Minnesota. I've never really truly been, like, a Wild fan. Um, just because, you know, I think, also, like, were you a huge Wild fan growing up?
1: Uh yeah, I mean I I watched them, you know, and we would come down to the games like
0: but you're yeah. not like a die like I feel no. like when you when you play the game and you know like all these guys who are you know getting drafted other teams and all this stuff and you just you kinda lose a passion for like like for me the I'm, Vikings the Vikings for me are like I'm a diehard like I get legit upset when the Vikings lose games they shouldn't stuff. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that with hockey, like, because I just – I wish I did have that passion, but I just don't because I'm too close to the game, I feel like. I would um, – So I respect –
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, so I respect, I respect that pick out of Mace because, you know, he's a he's a true fan. Um, yeah. And I would, hate the, I would hate the Blackhawks too if I was a true Wild fan, so –
1: yeah, I would I would say I'm more of, a, more of a fan to the wild now than I was growing up. I think I was a fan of hockey in general growing up. But, like, now that I'm in Minneapolis, uh, obviously Vikings number one, but wild is easily my two.
2: And see, that's 100%. where I'm kind of different. Like, I never watched a ton of college hockey growing up. Like, I'd watch, like, the big Gopher games and whatnot and a couple Sioux games here and there, but it was all wild games. I've been a season ticket holder since day one, so – been going ever since I was born.
3: Do you guys have any buddies on the wild? They got to be celebs there, right? Eh?
1: They yeah, just I got mean, traded. Tyson Jost just got traded. And then I know Gage's buddies. No, with, he didn't. Uh, no, I'm saying Joseph, at the, end, oh, of, at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. At the end of last year, he got traded to Minnesota. And he showed up and he said he, he loves it here compared to Colorado. He said he loved it. And yeah, then uh, I know Gage's buddies with uh, Hartman. Right? Tartso. Yeah.
0: Ev was Ev, pretty good. It was actually me and Ev hanging out with C and A2. So. Oh,
1: okay. Ev knows
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. around. I just saw on his Instagram. He was And, and I, I keep up with you guys pretty often. I, I think you guys, who was it, George Schmaltz? I think maybe or one of the Schmaltz. I saw Hartsy on a golf trip. There's two aces in one round.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did, did that
3: happen? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, how nuts is that?
3: We R. See
0: R. Around yeah, we see him around every once in a while. I see him at the bars every once in a while and hang out, talk to him. Um, I think last – I can't remember the last time. I, last time I saw him was actually – we were at the Loop, and it was like three, four days before their outdoor game. We were just having a couple beers there, and I was asking about the outdoor game. and um, That guy's that guy's just such an all-timer, man. Like, And people yeah. – I don't know if we said this, but in A2, we'll get to it, but Hartsey, his his family owned a place in A2, and then he played in Plymouth in the OHL after he left the program where we actually got to know him. So he was still in town, so we'd always go over to his place after, like, school or hockey and and hang out with him. So, yeah, and then, I mean, you were talking about the Wild. Like, if we know any guys on the team – the Wild would be, you know, Minnesota would be one of the best places to play in the NHL, I think. Just because of how how much the fans are in tune and care about it. Like they're right in line. I mean, it's crazy to think like over over America, there's not many there's not many cities that view the NHL team as as bigger than the NBA team in town, but the yeah. Wild for sure trumped the Timberwolves. Like, no one knows the Timberwolves, and everyone knows the Wild in Minnesota. So, like, it would be very cool to play for the Wild here just just because of the passion that uh, and, and the knowledge that everyone has for the game of hockey. But I don't know about the yeah. – ta- I think taxes ain't bad. Weather's terrible in the winter, I guess. Got that. I mean, you're playing in Tampa. Good, you? I mean, fuck him, that's
3: great. <laughs> I've, I've, you guys are, like, talking about, like, being a Minnesota Wild fan. Like, I'm here in New York, like, and when people ask me who I'm a fan of, I'm like, I guess the Red Wings. But the only time I guess I would ever really go to an NHL game now is if, like, JT was in town. Or, like, I had a buddy yeah. in town. I would never be like, oh, the Rangers are playing. Patrick Kane tonight. Let me go watch Patrick Kane, you know. Obviously, with was, like, busy, oh, yeah. busy lives but like, you know, I feel like the only time I'd go to an NHL game was just, like, meet up or, or see see a buddy play, not like, all oh, the, the wings are in town, you know. That's pretty much how it is
0: for me, too. I mean, I don't know, but, like, you, you know, you if you play college hockey or you play juniors, like, you've played with a bunch of these guys that are playing in the NHL now, so, like, it's fun to go watch those guys, not a nece- necessarily, like, a certain team. It's just fun to watch a guy you played with and were friends with and to see him on the big sheet in the national, it's crazy. But yeah, it's really cool that Josie got traded here from Colorado. What an unbelievable guy. And it's we gotta get a golf round in him with in with him also.
1: Yeah, for sure we do. I i will for sure go to more wild games now that he's on the team. I'm just 100%. I'm a big fan of him. So yeah. All right, One let's let's move
0: on. One and done. And he one, was like ol's oh, oh, can, oh, can attest to this, Ev. Like, there's some guys who go one and done, and
1: you'll you know, never like, talk ah, to him again.
0: Yeah, like you'll never talk to him, and then and then you're also like, I ah, like I think he should have stayed another year. This kid came in and he was just the professional of professionals, like taking care of the body, really, taking care of it on ice. And you see him after this year, and you're like, he signs and you're like. He's a professional. He should be playing professionally. He does not belong in college where, you know, half of us are eating fucking red pepper before the game. We'll get into that, Ev. Let's, let's, let's move on to the sin bin here. Um, rapid fire questions, Ev. You'll answer these questions or statements or whatever. One – is the worst, 10 is the best, and we'll evaluate what you say after. Ols Ols runs this segment, so. All
1: right. Ev, I got about uh, 12 um, basically one-word things here. I need you to rate them 1 through 10. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Blondes. 10. Brunettes. 8. Yost Arena. Ten. Red Berenson. Eight. Tyler Mott. Eight. Power Hour.
3: Ten. <laughs> what we well, What's that? We Fest. We Fest. I'll give it a nine.
1: A nice set of nukes. 10. (laughs) COVID-19. Zero. NYC. (laughs) 7. Ann Arbor. 10. Joe Louis Arena. (laughs) 9. Red pepper white sauce.
3: 10. That stuff is all time. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that stuff. (laughs) I
0: I told... I said so. Ols runs the cinnamon uh, segment, asking these questions, and I sent in. You got to put red. You got to put red pepper, white sauce in there because there's a story behind it. So, anyways, yeah. Ev. So the story behind it is, Ev. Uh, Ev comes up the East Grand Forks to my place. He stays at my house, my parents' house, and uh, it's before We Fest, right? Like you came up a week early, almost.
3: Yeah, I came up a week early, and we went out to East Grand, uh, yeah, Grand Forks, and we golfed, and I think we were there for a weekend.
0: Yeah. So anyways, I bring I bring Ev to the Red Pepper, like, we got a couple of drinks in us, whatever, and we leave the place, and ev has got a fucking tube of white sauce in his yeah. hand. And I'm like, you just fucking stole that from the Red Pepper, the white sauce? is like, yeah, it's fucking incredible. He fucking took a fucking <laughs> tub of white sauce, the- <laughs> brought it back to my
1: house.
4: <laughs> yeah, I walked out of that place with a full thing of white sauce, and Gage is like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Dude, this stuff is unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is. It's like crack it cocaine, so man. It's wild. Yeah, it
0: was so good. I just, I, just had a meeting with,
4: I just had a meeting with a guy who's in Grand Forks. And he's like, I just moved there. And I'm like, have you been to Red Pepper? And, and this is like a middle of a business meeting. The guy's like, no, what's that? And I'm like, dude, go there tonight and get the white sauce.
1: <laughs> you guys still at oh, that place?
0: Oh, you have to. Every, back, every time you sure. go
1: back. Yeah. F- 100%. F-
0: do you remember do you remember that night after we uh we walked to the high school football field with a bottle of UV blue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we went we went through with my buddy Dallas and we were all drinking UV blue and we convinced Dallas to do a hundred yard dash. You <laughs> ran the 100-yard dash while sitting up in the bleachers Drinking UV blue I'm pretty sure Ev brought his white sauce bottle As a chaser <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we,
4: we had that UV blue we, we, There was like four of us We thought we were just so cool At this high school Watching your buddy just run up and down the football field Before <laughs> we fast Oh,
0: that's oh. go. Oh. Okay, so we'll get in the Sinman answers a little more you gave NYC a seven, you know, do you think, do you think you're going to stay there the rest of your life or is this just a period? Are you going to head back to Michigan? Do you know what's next?
4: So I gave, I gave New York city a seven. Um, because I've, I've been here throughout the whole COVID and it's just been crazy. Um, there's been like times it's been really, really good. But then other times, like I, like I was just in Ann Arbor and home for the weekend and I'm like, wow, this is nice to sit in the backyard, go get to the course in 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, I'll be here for a few more years. We're building something pretty good with work and we're growing like crazy and, and trying to get stuff going there. But I eventually wanted to do get back to Michigan. Um, and then hopefully Florida. So trying to do a dual role there if I, if, if I can, but uh, that's the plan.
0: Yeah. I like that. Well, good Sinbin answers, you know, 10 on the nukes, 10 on the ass. Yep. I'd agree.
1: Uh... <laughs> we, we tried, we tried to have some more uh, questionable ones in there, but you rated everything above a seven. So it's hard to go back and discuss when everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Usually we'd have one low number in there or something. Obviously nobody loves COVID, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I got COVID at ten because I loved being locked up at home. Is awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: I doing nothing. Look. <laughs> yeah. days a week. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Ev. We'll we'll move on. We'll move on to uh your playing career here. It's actually pretty interesting. Um. So, you're from Michigan, obviously, Sterling Heights, correct? Correct. Um. So you grow up. When, do you, like, what what's hockey like in Michigan? Like, what are you doing when you're growing up? Like, do you know? Are you playing other sports? Do you know you want to play hockey? Like, how did you get into it?
4: Yeah, you know, like growing up in in Michigan. Obviously, especially when I was growing up, being born in 1995, like that was the wings. That was like their years, you know, so the wings were the team. Everyone's following hockey there. My my dad didn't play hockey. It, it, I didn't grow up like with hockey in my family. Honestly, just like watching. I've always, I always loved sports and like watching the wings. And then my parents got me a, a pair of rollerblades and it was – It was all that I did. And then I got into roller hockey and then ice hockey. And then I played other sports. I played baseball growing up at a high level until I was 14 at a high level, like the highest level that I could play golf. I've always been a golfer tennis, but, um, hockey was huge, man. It was like, even those other sports, like I played with Alex Kyle, baseball growing up, Trubo was on the same baseball team as me. Like, that just like happened where all those communities were so tight but then i i eventually um my dad met mike hamilton um trevor hamilton's dad and then he invited me out to honeybaked tryouts and i was just always playing double a and i was always just like the best the best one that's like how we all were and then i i eventually got on on honeybaked when i was 12 and then we had uh, that my second year we had the quebec tournament and we won that, and pretty much the rest was history. There with with Honeybaked, you know, um, had a lot of great teams. We won nationals twice, states every year, um, every tournament. Yeah. We uh, we had some awesome years. Um, less than ten wins losses every year with Honeybaked. Played with a lot of guys that are still playing. So AAA was was a blast. It was
1: who are who are, who, cool. who are some of those uh, bigger names that are still playing that were on that those AAA teams with you? Yeah, we had. Tyler Mott,
4: John Hayden, uh, Mike McCarron, um, and then even even guys who went on, Mike Downing, Trevor Hamilton, Blake Gober. I'm probably missing a ton of guys, but yeah. <laughs> we we had uh, we had a lot of good players. Man, it was, yeah. it was a blast.
1: Do you think? Do you think uh, playing all those different sports when you are a kid, like? helped to be a complete athlete in regards to hockey once you decided hockey was the thing or you know was it more just you love doing all of it so that's why you, you did it kind of thing you know what I'm asking there yeah definitely the other
4: sports because I kind of had to actually make a decision between baseball and hockey whenever that was 12 13 because I could have either went and pursued baseball and done Who knows what? Probably, honestly, golf, the same thing. But I ultimately chose hockey. So it was kind of like, all right, I chose this. I'm going to be good at it one way or the other. Um, Shot pucks in my basement every morning and night. So I did whatever it took, you know. Can I
0: cut you off there, Rev? Um, Oh, yeah. We've asked this before, but so – for the listeners that don't know, you as a player, because a lot of our listeners are from the Midwest, so they've probably never seen you play. But you you ended up playing in Michigan. You're a really good player. But anyways, so you always had the hardest shot on the team. Like, you had an absolute fucking missile, right? Like, <laughs> your, your shot was just insane. So, like, when you're growing up, you know, what are you doing to in your free time when you're not playing hockey and you're at the house, you know, were you shooting pucks that much? Did it come naturally, or were you just fucking in the basement just fucking buzzing pucks at the at the net? Like, that's all you like to do.
4: Yeah, you know, it was – and it wasn't that I was just, like, it, the only thing that I was doing because it was just absolutely not the only thing I was doing, but, like, I would wake up early before school I just, like, loved shooting pucks in my basement. I had a net and, I don't know, from the top of the circles in, however far that is. Shooting area, so I just shot a hundred pucks before school at Honeybake. We had one of those rapid shot machines, so I always got there an hour early and just was always working on my shot. And I was like, if I'm going to be good at something, it's going to be this. Yeah. Um, and I realized scoring was fun, so I was like, let me just get good at this. So I just that's it over and over again.
0: That's what you were good at. You had an absolute missile, yeah. and you were going to tuck in the puck <laughs> like it was. Yeah. Evel's gonna yep. shot. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh,
0: it's sick. I like yeah. that. I like hearing, you know, like because when I was growing up, I don't know how it was <laughs> for you all, but um now clearly when I look back on it, like I should have spent more time stick handling with my head up and doing all this stuff. But I was younger, I just thought it was fun to shoot pucks. You know, and my dad would bring home, you know, old TVs washer and dryer like Cindy Crosby used to do shooting the fucking you know the hole. He used to bring home all this old stuff and I'd just sit in the driveway and just shoot pucks all day. I didn't care about stick handling. I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to shoot the puck as hard as I could.
1: See um, I didn't I didn't I didn't do anything. Like my dad tried to get me to like do dry land and like shit to get better feet and whatever. I just loved, ho- I loved hockey games. Like I'm dead honest when I say it, like, I mean, you saw, I wasn't a gym rat at school or anything like that. Like I just loved games. I loved practice. I loved games. And then I loved the locker room. So like, I don't know when I, when I was younger, I wrote a lot of my God given ability or, you know, whatever to high levels. And to be honest, I thought I was, I thought I was, you know, better than I was. So I, I truthfully never like tried to get better. And then I think that's why North Dakota was such a wake up call for me, because then all of a sudden you're playing with all the best players or, you know, 70% of the best players in the country. And, you know, you're like, well, I'm not as good as this guy. I'm not going to play. So it's, I don't know. I, everybody's path is different, but I just didn't really work very hard
0: for sure. I mean, you, you definitely had the natural, I mean, he had way more skill than I did. Like I had nothing,
1: but. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. I was kind of a gamer. The more I played, the better I was. And that's probably cause I didn't do shit off the ice before to like prepare or anything. Yeah. I don't know. Where'd you play growing up Oles? I played in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. So it's part of, you know, the high school system here. And then, uh, I played at Green Bay and Sioux City. Nice.
0: Yeah, so, so Ev, Ev you uh, – obviously, we've talked about Honey Baked, but wh- what was the transition like that – what was the transition like, you know, from playing double-A to, you know, stepping up to triple-A, playing for Honey Baked, which you already said, you know, was the best. When I – Obviously we're the same birth year. So I, when I was growing up, I paid attention to all these teams. I knew Honey Baked was the best team in the country. Like you'd always heard about Honey Baked, the players they had on the team. What was it like playing for that team? Like the transition from, you know, double A and then you're on this Honey Baked team, which is like very serious. You're the best team in the nation and you're fucking traveling all the time. You know, how do your parents handle that? How do you handle that? Like, what was that like?
4: Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely crazy because, like, going from Double A, wherever the hell I came from, Rochester Rattlers, or, 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 I don't know, some team in Detroit, but and then going to Honeybake, we're at literally, and, and it's crazy from Honeybake to USA to Michigan, like nothing changed, like, which is why it was like so easier for me to go, so much easier to go from like Honeybake to USA than maybe some others, but yeah, like, Honeybake, age twelve, we had practice. Three days a week, two games on the weekend. We had off ice two days a week. We had like to record our shots that we took. Like I remember my first year, Mike, I like I I messed up a drill. Like I went first and I just like made a pass when I wasn't supposed to. And Mike Hamilton's like 20 push-ups. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? He, like 20 <laughs> push-ups now. And I'm like, and my dad's like, dude, the guy's 12. <laughs> um so that was like, it was crazy and then like being like with Hamilton and like John Hayden we had guys flying in from Connecticut and Texas to play on my team at age 12 my dad my parents basically told me like after the fact that they looked at each other and were like what did we just get ourselves into because <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike Hamilton like passes out the schedule and we're going to Russia and we went to Sweden and we went to Quebec and like and it was like crazy man. <laughs> But like that was just like normal. My dad, I was just like went along with the flow, and I just thought it was completely normal. But it was. We got to go to some cool places. We went overseas a bunch. We traveled California, Florida, Arizona. We went everywhere, so it was cool as hell.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned making. I'm obviously after Honey baked. You go to Ann Arbor and play the play for the national development team. Um, so when you get that invite to forty camp, like what are your thoughts? Like, do you think you're going to make that team going to Ann Arbor? Do you want to make it? Do you want to go there? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Yeah. That was another thing too, where like, (laughs) I'm kind of just like jumping ahead to the next story, but growing up, I always wanted to go to Michigan. Like that was it. Michigan was it. (laughs) Then Michigan has a path, honestly, a honey bake USA to Michigan. So I always knew of like the guys who went to USA from Honeybake, AJ Treyas, Kenny, Kenny Ryan, like all these guys that went from like Honeybake to, to USA. So I always wanted to go there and then getting the invite to 40 camp was like, shit, maybe I have a chance. Um, but that was like, I wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to make the team. It was like, I'm going to have to do some work to make the team. And I didn't even make it out of right after 40 camp. I had to go to nationals. So it was, uh, it was crazy, man. But And, like, even after 40 camp, like, I still didn't know if I made it or not, which was wild.
0: Have you mentioned, which I didn't know. So, obviously, we were talking about the 40 camp. I didn't know that you didn't get offered after the 40 camp ended, which, you know, like, in my scenario, I'll tell you this story. I don't know if you know it, but, you know, we're at the 40 camp, and I talked to my dad after, like, day two, and he's like, yeah, you you know you've been playing well, but you know, I'm watching all these guys. Like, there's no difference in between any of you. Like, you're all good players. You, you got to do something ridiculous to do. Like, he's you got to fight. So I'm like, okay, dad told me to. dad told me to fight. Like, I'm gonna fight someone. And that's when I got in the fight with Johnny Hayes in front of the net, and we oh, both yeah. just exchange. We both exchange punches for like fucking. You know, 30 seconds. And it was strictly after that game, I got offered a spot in the team. Me and Hayes both in the locker room, both up in the office. Like, you guys want a spot in the team? It's like, oh, my dad is
4: right. Wow. So
0: that's actually, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. You said, I didn't know that you had gotten offered after, after 40 camp at the, at the you know, festival or whatever in New York. So that's interesting. What was your, like, so, You left the 40 camp and just didn't have an offer, and then you just kept playing and went to New York, played the festival, and then they offered you a spot on the
4: team? How would that go? So we had the 40 camp. This is a cool story, actually, for the (laughs) Minnesota listeners. Um, But so we we went to 40 camp, and then we had nationals the weekend after. And I went to that basically knowing it was between – like me and Camerata. Um, so we go through that, and I, I, I it's honey baked, it's triple A. So I just rip it up through like the round robin or whatever. Um, and we were just rolling everyone. And then in the semis, we played whoever. And then in the finals, we played Shattuck. Um, and it was him, McKinnon, uh, I think McCashen maybe. Does that sound right? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep, that's right.
4: And Raskob. Yeah. And probably others. Um, but so we played them, and, like, Mott was already on the team. Hamilton was already on the team. And, like, Mike Hamilton actually told me before the, before the finals, like, hey, this if we lose, it's basically your fault. He told me that before the finals. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, okay. Um, so I had a goal in the finals – I ripped a one-timer on the power play. I remember that. And we ended up winning. Um, and then I actually drove to Florida with Telcott after we won. And then I got a call when I was just sitting on the beach from Rizniewski. Yeah. On-
0: Ryan Rizniewski.
4: Ryan Rizniewski, Ryan yeah. And he said, hey, <laughs> yeah. we're offering you a spot. Like, And I was like, fuck, yeah. So that's how <laughs> yeah. it happened. That's how it happened from national. I'm thank- so.
0: I'm thank- I'm thankful you, uh, you showed up in that game because I wanted you on that team. I didn't know at the time. I didn't really know you at the time, but I'm very thankful you were on that team because you were my road roommate on the road. You know, and and we spent some time in the hotel rooms together and fucking Russia. You remember those fucking days? We're in Russia hotels together for fucking weeks on end. We had oh, man. a fucking time, man. That was that was unbelievable.
4: <laughs> we had some times, man. But yeah, we were on the road all the time. It was it was cool as hell. We had a, we had a great group there, but yeah, on the road we were <laughs> we were running, man.
1: On on yeah, gage's on Gage's intro text, he told us that you were the first real life movie character he's ever met. <laughs> <laughs> it goes you, you you, then Jordan Schmaltz, then Connor Gorder. So that's that's pretty high praise. <laughs>
0: oh, when I saw – when I met Ev, when we got together as a team, you know, like no one knows each other when you get together as an NTDP team. And you just get together and everyone's like looking at each other like, who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck are you? And Ev and I just knew this guy. I was like, I fucking
2: love this guy.
0: Like, this guy's a beauty. <laughs> we yeah. took some – we have so many pictures together, like wearing stupid hats and stuff, hanging outside the rink, and then, oh man, those, those are fucking good times.
4: One of the one of the funniest stories. Speaking of those, like intros at USA, our 18 year, we had um, some guys left, so we had to bring new guys in, and we brought in a new guy, Kevin lebank and. <laughs> This this guy shows up to like that intro banquet in like sweatpants and a hoodie, and we're like, "Who the (laughs) fuck is this?" Yeah, because we're all like
0: clean shaven, like short hair, polished, and this guy shows up in a fucking and he's He's taking he's he's taking six hour naps every day. Like (laughs) this guy's sleeping (laughs) all day.
4: (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? We're like. What the hell? But ends up being like one of the greatest guys ever, and now he's in the show. But oh man, we had some times. So it was it was a hell of a time.
0: Oh, we were just uh, so we were talking to Steven Santini last week, and uh, right. he brought up the Do you remember when we'd go on road trips, and we'd get up in the middle of the night when we're like three hours away from home, be like, I've always read Nick's. <laughs> Wake up, yeah. I still remember like we used to do that to all the boys like 30 minutes before we wake up the whole team. But one day we woke up banker. We we woke up kevin yeah. LeBanque like four hours before we got home. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. even close. So he gets fully dressed, and we're like, banker, we're yeah. at nicks like let's go. <laughs> and he wakes up in the sleeper bus and puts all the stuff on, walks up to the front, <laughs> like just standing there. Yeah, stand right.
4: that's the front. <laughs> gathered all of his things for like 10 minutes and it's like sweepwalking in the front like I'm ready to go. We're in Indiana still.
0: <laughs> oh it's unbelievable.
4: Oh my god. And, dude.
0: and before you before you I don't even know if I want to throw Frizy under the bus, but Friesie was one of our good friends in Ann Arbor. And we go to Youngstown and fucking Friese gets, you know, goes out at night and gets caught. You know, like we're in Youngstown. We're still in fucking high school, you know, like junior teams, you know, like you're on the Lincoln Stars, you're on the Green Bay Gamblers, like there's 20 year olds, you know, they've been <coughs> in high school for a while. We're all like juniors in high school. Like we're young kids. And Friese goes out in his in suit in Youngstown because he... He had a bad game that, like, Friday night or something, so he's pissed. So he goes out and, like, finds a couple of beers and just gets, like, he gets caught. Like, people see him wearing the USA track suit. <laughs> We have this meeting, you know, like, in Ann Arbor, like, yeah, you know, Friese went out after the Youngstown loss. Like, because our 17-year, we lost, like, 30 games in a row. We were terrible. <laughs>
4: like, yeah. It was awful. <laughs> I guess Fry's- waiting for people to come, and people never came, so he's like, fuck it, I'll go.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, he wanted the boys to come out, and right? like, can't risk it, bro, I'm a fucking junior, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but but that's the thing about those East Coast guys, like, they go to prep school when they're really young, and yeah. it's like going to college, you know, like, they're living in dorms, they're on their own, like, they've already been out of their parents' house for five years when they get to Ann Arbor when you're 17, 18, you know, like, it's nuts to think about like he was so much more mature and like older than us and in terms of like you know doing whatever he wanted to like we were all so scared of like rules and you know billet families and and coaches and stuff like he had already been through that for like four years before us and that's that's all those east coast guys like they go to juniors they don't even know the difference it's just like yeah this is what i've been living like the past four years
4: right right one of the craziest things for me, though, and I kind of want to hear your guys' experience, was like, just going to my billet families for the first time, it was like, hey, what's up? I just I just live here now.
1: Isn't that the weirdest shit ever? You just walk and you knock on the door and it's like, okay, I'm going to live here for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: The worst part is, right when you get in there, you know, nine o'clock hits and you're like, fuck it. I could really use a snack. If I was at home, I'd just fucking go in the refrigerator (laughs) and grab some. But you're at some random random person's house, and you're like, I can't go in the fridge and just grab whatever I want. Like, I can't do it. So I just lay up in my room, like, starving. Like, I can't do it. I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) Get close with your villa brother. Text him, hey, can you go get me some snacks?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's I, I've been meaning to ask you, so Ev lived in a Billet family. The Billet's son actually played for Honeybake, Cam Babia, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where's he at? Did he ever did he end up furthering his hockey career past
4: Yeah, he ended up playing for three or four years at Bowling Green. Like he he played D one.
1: No shit. That's awesome.
4: Look, he played in Sioux City or something? No, he played in Bookings or Brookings in the NA maybe? NA? Yeah. 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 And then he went on to Bowling Green. So I think he's going to play D3 next year maybe. But yeah, he's still playing.
0: Ev, one of my, one of my, you know, one thing about you that I just can't can forget was, you know, when you were around the boys in Ann Arbor and we were all hanging out, like, you know, you were one of the boys and you're the funniest guy around. And we all have those friends, you know, who are just completely different in front of the boys and then parents. Ev was (laughs) one of those guys. Ev was one of those guys. So, you know, like, he's just like this, this certain type of person in front of the boys. And then we'd get around like the billets and the coaches and parents and Ev's just walking around like this clean cut, like just pretty boy. (laughs) Like everyone loves him. Like, acting so professional in front of the parents. And it was so funny to see. Cause like all of us yeah. know, we know him in the locker room and we're like, what is this guy doing? Like that is not. Who
4: yeah. <laughs> That's still the same dude. It's, it's so funny. Like people like <laughs> that know me, like outside of work that see me like doing work. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> like It's so funny. <laughs> I feel the same way, but oh man. Loved it, man. At Chance yes. Billet House. We had we had some good times. And at Hearts, like and, you said.
0: Oh yeah, like and, and Anthony Lewis too. Like Louis. Oh yeah. So we're all in these billet houses with, with strict rules. And Anthony Lewis comes in with you know his dad buys a place in Ann Arbor and he's like, Yeah, I know I'm living in Ann Arbor. Louis <laughs> Anthony's gonna live with me, or whatever. He lived in Chicago. He was just living there by himself. You know? like,
4: yeah. We'd go,
0: we'd go over there every day. Like after yeah. practice, yeah. straight over there every day. There's all of us, just no parents. <laughs> Louis <laughs>
4: Belpedio. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Lewis. We just had like sixty people parties there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like
0: where where was that place? Was that that place where the cops came? and We all fucking ran and dove into bushes and shit. Like we were running so far away from that
4: place. Yeah, I think that was there. Well, the broad's house, but yeah, that was. That happened. I, oh,
0: I remember. I ran out of the back, so it was like a. It had a walkout basement, so I ran out of the back door in the walkout basement, and. I remember seeing, you know, there's a there's an up-top up top balcony deck, and I remember seeing, like, three, four guys just jump over the deck, like, 12 feet <laughs> in the air, just into the lawn, just fully, full send, just fucking dive onto the grass. And I was looking back, just laughing, like, holy fuck, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And you know what the funniest part, you know what the funniest part was, Ev? it wasn't the cops it was a couple guys on the team it was like steven and (laughs) scotty who showed up with flashlights at the front door so everyone fucking ran from the house hiding in bushes everyone's fucking running miles away and it was literally two of of the boys on the team with with flashlights just pointing at everyone (laughs) and they're like they put them down like what's everyone doing?
4: Like, we were just joking. It's like, we've guys <laughs> four miles away. <laughs> all the and shit. Like that was so absurd.
2: <laughs> oh,
4: that's
1: a story fellas.
0: Oh, it was, it was all time. Um, um, so you mentioned Nev, we'll kind of circle back a little bit, but you mentioned you always wanted to play for Michigan. When did you end up committing to Michigan?
4: I was a sophomore in high school, so it was my 16th year at Honeybake.
0: And then you you go to Ann Arbor, you play the two years. What's it like, you know, we always talk about this. Everyone's got a vision of what college hockey is going to be like. What's it like when you show up on campus and you're a Michigan Wolverine playing for the hockey team? the most storied program in college hockey, like what, what's that like?
4: Yeah, it was, it was absolutely crazy. Um, like, especially going to USA and like being in Ann Arbor and like getting a lay of the land. Like it was cool. Like we were able to tell the other freshmen like, Oh, let's go here. Or let's, let's do this. Cause like we've, we've been here before, but that was pretty cool. And then also just like putting on, the block M to play hockey, skating at Yost playing for red. Um It was all insane. Just to like the first month was just like, Holy shit. This, this is crazy. And then school happened and it just got reality, you know, like, Oh shit, this is kind of this is brutal. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was cool as hell, man. It was cool. Like, the first week was welcome week, which was just out of control, which we lived in Ann Arbor for two years and we had like, like we said, little house parties for USA kids and some pioneer girls. Like, then you go to Michigan and it's like, holy shit, dude, what the fuck? This is nuts. So yeah,
1: yeah.
4: it was unreal. Was,
1: it was, unreal. was Miss Michigan hockey, were you guys like, uh, you know, house party team or were you, You know, the older guys would go to the bar and then the younger guys would just fuck around back at, you know, one of the places. Or was everybody at the house party? Was everybody getting into the bars? What was the party scene? Yeah, we were we were always just like big free game at the
4: hockey house. And then everyone was to the bars and it was get in or go to the next one. Pretty much. But yeah, we were we were always going 100 percent, man. Full speed,
1: <laughs> love that. Oh yeah,
0: I remember, I remember pulling up, um, circling back once again um, <laughs> to 40 Camp, and we're driving up, we're driving up and down the University of Michigan campus, and we ended up stopping because people were crossing the road like where they shouldn't have been crossing, and one of the guys was John Merrill crossing <laughs> the road. He's got a 30 rack and a fucking final on. He's got a 30 rack right here, and he's run into a party. And it's John Merrill. Like, everyone knows when you're in Ann Arbor, like, you knew who John Merrill was because he was, like, just a star on the team at the time. And he, unbelievable hockey players. So you're like, that's fucking John Merrill. And he's running across the road with a 30 rack on his fucking – on his shoulder. And you're like, goddamn, like, i Michigan. <laughs> you know, like, that was a – you know, like – yeah. I was in high school. I was committed to Denver at the time, and then I decommitted my senior year. And I was like, I was honestly thinking, like, I was thinking back to that moment. I'm like, I gotta try to get on Michigan. Like, that'd be <laughs> nice. <nasty.">
4: yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was like when even at USA, going back to USA, just I think it was Justin Falk like came to speak to us. I think didn't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, he, did. he came. to with- he came to speak to us, and then we had our practice, and then we're, like, driving by Yoast, and we look across the street. And there's, like, four dudes outside, like, drinking beers, smoking cigs. And we're like, was that Justin's Fall?" <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. And that was, like, him with, like, the, the, the Michigan boys, like, Merrill and, and those guys. But, like, that's just, like, what it was. Like, we were like, what the hell was that? Then you get to school, and it's like, huh? Normal. It was
0: so it was so <laughs> yeah. cool. It yeah. was so cool over we in A2. Like how many times did you go to Debellas in when you're at Michigan? Did you go back to DeBella's? cuz that was like our number one spot in Ann Arbor. The sub spot. he would always get it free cuz he'd just order it and then never go to the rest. <laughs> never go to the cash register, just walk go with it.
4: <laughs> yeah, we were, we were absolute regulars in there but at Michigan, I mean from time to time, but there was just like I mean, I guess at Michigan we just got so we got everything free at the break. I'm sure you guys did too at North Dakota, but yeah, we'd go there often. But we'd find our spots on campus, you know, that you could at to and shit.
0: Yeah, so we always ask. I mean, people always ask us. Everyone's kind of interested in you know how colleges, how college teams get treated in terms of you know facilities, meals, you know, if they get tutors and stuff travel what's it like in michigan like your facilities are you with other athletes or are you only with you it are you only with hockey players um wh- i mean how do you guys get treated there like are you guys treated top notch
4: yeah i would say it's it's us obviously football is number one basketball but all the athletes get treated Pretty much like the same in terms of the food, um, like travel-wise for hockey. We, we flew private everywhere. Um, we stayed in some of the nicest hotels. We always went to the nicest restaurants. Uh, we got unlimited food at the rink. We had dinner every night. You could take home whatever you wanted, waters, Gatorades, tutors, whatever you wanted, resume help, whatever you wanted, like the academics and at the athletic with Michigan, like definitely do go hand in hand. Like I didn't take as much advantage of it as I should looking back, but it's all there for you. So you're treated like I never played in the NHL, but I'm assuming it's very similar. So it's legit. For
0: sure. Were you friends with, you know, like when you're on the hockey team there, you're an athlete, are you friends with other athletes? And then are you friends with, you know, regular students or you just kind of stick with the hockey guys
4: yeah we were really good buddies with the lacrosse team um a lot of similarities with them we went out with them had class with them our schedules were very similar um but then yeah we were friends with rat guys a bunch of sorority girls um but those were all i mean 10 p.m after relationships like you know (laughs) um, a lot of those were but I'm still buddies with some of those guys still from from Michigan but we became I mean we mostly ran with the hockey team you know
1: yeah Yeah, it's it's just hard when you're you know you're at the rink all day I don't know what your guys' schedule was like but we had you know classes up until noon and then we had practice at 2 and then if guys wanted to take a night class or whatever, so it kind of consumes most of your time, but it's pretty cool to hear, you know, you found friends outside of the hockey team, even if it was just after, yeah. you know, during go time or whatever it might be.
4: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That was pretty similar. We had practice three 30 and then you could lift usually whenever, but um, we were out of there probably by seven. So yeah, your day is class and hockey and then, Weekends, obviously, you're playing games or traveling. So,
0: so, this- so, what were what were your weeks like? Because at UND, you know, we kind of set our our school schedules. Like, you know, we have we take class from eight to, you know, ten, and then you have an hour off, and then you take class from you know eleven till one o'clock or something. And in that, you know, we were kind of always expected, right? Also, like to skate even before practice at least once, to put in the extra, like, skills, skate with jacks or bubs. Like, I was with bubs a little bit when I in my first year he was the D coach. You know, we'd do D drills for an hour on the ice even before practice during the week, and it was kind of expected of us to skate twice, twice a day, like, throughout the year, just working on your skills, and then you get on the ice for practice with the team. Did you guys kind of do the same thing, or – not
4: um you know we were just talking about this at alumni weekend there were certain guys that did go on the ice every morning Warinsky, larkin kyle connor um and they had coaches out there but i mean they offered it but it wasn't like a requirement but we all went out there as much as we could um with Yoast, it was tough because most days, like, they would kick us off the ice at a certain time because they had whatever going on. Like, for sure. it wasn't just Michigan hockey playing out of there. So that was tough. Um, and, and we didn't have – that was one thing that, that sucked when, we, when I went to Michigan is that we didn't have anywhere to shoot pucks off the ice, like, nowhere. Um, besides one summer, we used a batting cage for the baseball team. But, I don't know, we, we, were, we were really only expected to do – lift in in practice but we all utilized the ice when it was available
1: you you said you said that you could lift whenever um did you guys not run like team workouts during the week it was kind of like you had to show up and do it on your own time and if you didn't or were there team uh like we worked out two or three times a week whether it was before practice or after practice so we kind of had that time segment uh you had mentioned that you work out at any time so I was kind of curious on that
4: yeah, I think we did Mondays and Wednesdays during the year, and it was kind of like, okay, we're gonna have practice three thirty to five or whatever. Lift at five thirty, but if you have something after practice or you want to come in at seven thirty or nine thirty, you can come in whenever and do it. Um, which our coach was our strength coach was really flexible with that. So if you didn't have class that day or whatever and you wanted to come in early, like you could do that, which was nice. Yeah.
0: So, Ev, I did. I remember hearing about, you know, a little bit of, I don't know if you can share anything on, you know, when you're a freshman, rookie coming in, what you have to deal with at Michigan. And it's kind of the same shit at UND, right? Like we have to, you know, do crazy shit too for the rookie initiation. And then also your, uh, your fitness testing running the big house. I wanted to get into that too. So, is there anything you can share on those two aspects that, you know, might be intriguing to the listeners?
4: Um. Yeah. That that was one big thing of, of of talk between with all the freshmen going into Michigan was what's the like welcome to the freshmen and it was it was good it was I mean it was I can't share too much or, or really I guess anything at all but it was. It was good, man. It was cool to just be able to be a part of, of of the tradition. I can tell you more off screen, but, uh, it, it it was, uh, it was tough. It was good. And then
0: that's, that's, that's kind of how I feel about, you know, like you see all these, you see all these hazing things. Like recently we've seen some hazing things go a little too far and people are coming out like, yeah, this happened. Like it was insane. Sometimes it can go too far, but for my, you know, from my experience, And I know others, you know, it sucks going through it at the time, you know, that freshman hazing. But it only sucks because, like, you're worried about it before it happens. And then once it happens, then once it's over, you're like, damn, that's, like, one of my favorite memories now is that we did that. And, like, we were all so scared. You know, we bought all this toilet paper to, you know, cover our asses from fucking – getting beat with a paddle and you know like that's the shit that's fucking that's the shit you remember and like i love it you know like and obviously things get too far people take it too far which is unfortunate but i know like i i remember hearing about you, i remember asking you about yours during the time and hearing about it and it was it was insane but it's a fucking good memory right like it, it's unbelievable
4: I know it's, it's so funny. Like we, we all talk about it at alumni weekend too. Um, Like the tradition and it's like freshman year going in, like you're always thinking about it. And then like going in sophomore, junior, senior year, you're like, I can't wait till this is over. So we can all just have the big team party or whatever it is, you know? Um, Like it's not anything crazy, but like, it's just like, Oh, you think
0: it is when you're a
4: it's freshman. Year. Yeah. Like, oh, let's welcome the mm-hmm. freshman again. Like that's all it is, you know. Yeah. You're just like overthinking everything, but yeah, it's good stuff.
0: So back to the uh, big house run, which is not rookie yeah. initiation, it's just physical testing. Yeah. What did you guys have to do there at Michigan to pass that test? Like what's that test like?
4: Yeah, so you had to go up like down over up literally each section i think there's like 85 rows like the numbers and they're every two numbers obviously because you're skipping skipping stairs but we had to go up and down each one and all the way around the big house in under 15 minutes and it was like very like challenging like very tough and then after that they put you in teams on like a a row and then you have to do like sprints up the steps, 15 of them. So it's, you're dead afterwards. Like you can't do it. You can't walk afterwards. Your calves are fucked for the next week. Like it's insane.
1: I would have never made the team. I would have never made the team. It's a
4: fact. (laughs) Yeah. I I missed it two years and then you just have to, then you're part of like, bike camp you just have to ride the bike yeah 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 yeah
0: back camp the whole year just riding the bike the whole year 30 minutes before the guys
4: yeah exactly (laughs) but dude, it it was so hard like it was and it's just like the same thing like coming as a freshman like instead of when you're a sophomore junior and senior instead of thinking about oh shit i have to initiation it's oh shit I have to run the stadium in a week, like you know, yeah. Like it's 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 terrible, but yeah. I mean, it's crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was never, I was never, never much of a runner, so I would have never. I would, I would have came up with an excuse and said, "Uh, "I'm out." I was the worst runner. (laughs) Yes, anyone (laughs) I met you, I made up so many excuses on my ankle.
4: Yeah. Uh, that's, I why, that's,
0: why, that's why I wanted to ask because I knew it's funny because I know Ols is a bad runner and I know you are a bad runner as well, Ev. Yeah. Did you pass that test or did you just find a way out of it?
4: The big house, one year I fell from the 15th row down. Oh, no. Oh, like 75% of the way around, I just tumbled head over heels from the 15th row and then all I had to do was walk around the field. So I got, I got out of that year. Um, but then I failed another year, but then the, I think the last two, I, I passed, but the other running tests. No, I, I never passed. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I, I made up an excuse. We had to run a mile under six minutes I didn't run it not once, Ev. Not once. All four years, I fucking big old bitch out. I, I already knew what was going to happen. I told him. I was like, "I'm not going to finish this." That's fine.
0: Yeah, it's it's so funny out of Ulis because he found a way out of the mile every. It was hilarious. You knew like he did not want to run it. Like he's a hockey player. He's not a fucking runner. And he found a way out of it every year. And it was so funny. Like, you do, like, all the running. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. So- I, have, I have a hilarious <clears throat> story from a run test. Oh, well, so you played with Alex Kyle, right? Oh, yeah. So we had to do this shuttle test. Uh, we were at the 50-yard line. You had to go to the goal line and back twice in under 34 seconds or something. 10 times, and me and AK both failed, and this was, like, right after Welcome Week, and <laughs> Red walked up to Alex Kyle and was like, Alex, did you go out last weekend? And AK was like, no. And then I, get, Red walked right up to me afterwards, and I didn't know he did that, and Red was like, Evan, did you go out last weekend? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I told AK after, and he's like, dude, I told him no, and we were like, no, oh, <laughs> so yeah then we had a meeting with them, but uh it was all good but funny, funny run test story
1: <laughs> oh ak is all time i love that wow. guy
4: the best man
1: he's i so love cool. that i haven't talked to him for i know he's still buddies with cam johnson who i stay in touch with a little bit anyway yeah uh, yeah ak is good i feel like i haven't met a terrible guy that played triple a out of michigan honest to god no i love those
0: i love those michigan guys man i I like all of them like it's just something about them they're all like it's just something about them that you know they're pretty similar to minnesota guys but they just you know they're 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 triple a guys they're not high school hockey but it's similar they're similar personality and and i think so much more funny like Mike McPrin's one of my favorite Michigan guys, just a oh. fucking wild card and Ols have so Ols plays Ols played against John and or or he played for Florida everybody yeah. Yeah. So, Oles played in Orlando. So, he played against John so many times. He's like, fucking hate that guy. And it's like, I'm just thinking of the McCarran's. That
4: story. Oh, my it's God. So... They're so good.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. So oh. good.
4: <laughs> this they're all life. time. Mike McCarran's laugh is the best.
0: <laughs> Jason Seal.
4: <Siegel>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That guy had us cracking up on those plus trips at USA, man. <laughs> <They're> so-
0: <laughs> we have to. I feel like we have to bring up since we're talking about Michigan. So Ev, Ev obviously played us in the uh, regionals in Cincinnati with the the CCM line. Had an unbelievable team. Um, you know, like what was it like playing on? that team, what was it like? Why? Because because we know, you know, Olsen I know what it was like watching the Kandula-Besser-Schmaltz line. You had the Comfer-Mott-Kyle-Connor line. Like, what were they like throughout the year? Was it just like, you're just in awe, like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, how are they doing this?
4: Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Like, every year at Michigan, we always had one of those guys coming in. But, like, Kyle-Connor was, like, is, how good is this guy going to be? And then, like, the first few games, he was just absolutely insane. And then they put those three together. And then in practice, it was like, these guys don't belong here. Like, that's literally what it was like, that these guys yeah. just don't belong here. And some of the goals that he was scoring in these games were just outrageous. But um, – Kyle Connor, I'm referring to. But those guys were unbelievable. Um, I mean, So, Ev F- – What?
0: F- could you – You know, watching that line, did you – could you, like, realize that Kyle Connor was, you know, he was kind of the top dog or – because JT and Modder were fucking just as good. I mean, they're incredible.
4: Yeah. I mean, they were all three ripping it up, but, like, every goal Kyle Connor scored was, like, crazy. Like, that was, like, holy shit, like a holy shit goal. Um where JT and Mott were doing the same things, but Kyle Connor was every goal. Like you go back and watch some of his highlights, it's like, damn, he was he didn't belong there. It was it was really cool to see.
0: Yeah, I mean they're pretty similar. I don't know how Kyle Connor is, but you know, JT Comfer and Tyler Mott almost similar style of play, you know, like outwork everyone on the ice, details details hell. And they're working as hard as anyone off the ice. Like JT and Motter, they're kind of the same person, a little different player, but they're just outworking any, anyone out there. Like they, they don't have as much, like the CVS line for like Besser and Schmaltz. Those guys were just insanely talented. Like it was just, yeah. They, yeah. they weren't like outworking everyone. They were just like, these guys are fucking stupid. Like they were just born <laughs> yeah. with like this natural ability to just be an absolute fucking superstar, you know? And yeah, I feel a little bit like that was like Kyle Connor a little bit, but JT and Moner just had that down that they were going to outwork anyone and they were going to out, out, compete anyone they played against.
4: Yeah. Like it wasn't, they were like exactly like you said, those, the line that CBS line, they were going down tic-tac-toe, like, J T and Mott, they were dumping it in, going to get it, and beating KC. Whatever they were doing, like it was, every face off was one. Like it was, it was all hard work. But Kyle Connor was definitely there with, <laughs> with all the skill. Yeah. To make up work.
1: <laughs> Who are yeah, the? He's, uh, he's. I was just gonna say, Kyle Connor. That guy's still scoring special goals. Like that guy. He kind, in my opinion, he kind of came out of nowhere and just kind of. Fucking tore it up, and he hasn't stopped. Like I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, he's like I a guess. Brock Nelson.
0: He's like a Brock Nelson. Like he's just insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. you throw in a Winnipeg game,
4: you're like, I'm, I'm Kyle Conner's probably going to do something in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it's uh it's crazy. That guy's special. He's one of the freaking good ones for sure.
0: Was was Rensky on that team?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: How how was that guy? Because he was. He was actually, you remember Ev? So, old, we were 18s practicing. And when you're on the 18 team in Ann Arbor, like every guy in that team is fucking dialed in, you know, like trained well, knows how to practice, knows how to play. Like, we we're all so sharp and practiced everywhere. They bring in this Warensky kid. He's not even old enough to play on the fucking 16 team. Like, he's so young. And yeah. they bring him into practice with us. And this kid steps into practice. And he's just unbelievable. And it's like, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? Like, this yeah. is like, we're all like, we've got first rounders on a team, like NHLers on a team that are, you know, developed already. And this kid's not even there yet. And he was insane. Do you remember that practice? Like, he was nuts. Yeah
4: was a freshman in high school. He had, like, all the, like, bell tire stuff on. And this kid is yeah. just, like, ripping passes through people. Like, <laughs> sniping, <laughs> but, like What?
0: How, how old is this kid? Yeah. Four, 13, 14? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was – I mean, was he, like – who was the biggest – who had the biggest star power on that team? I mean, you had so many guys. Could you tell you know like Warren I mean, everyone knew Warinsky was just going to be some all star, but
4: yeah, I mean, it was definitely Warinsky and Kyle Connor. I mean, Warinsky had probably forty points. I don't know, but he it was out of control. Like that, I'm pretty sure that was the first power play. The CCM line, Warinsky and Alex Kyle. Like it was nuts. Like Warinsky was impossible to beat in practice. It was like, oh, here I go. It, oh, and, that's the
1: worst. One on one drill, and you just see some fucking NHL <laughs> right there. Like, yeah. what am I what am I fucking doing here? Stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> point. <laughs>
4: yeah. So yeah, they were special. He was he was he was special. It was and he came back for a second year, which was that year. So it was cool. Were though
0: were those guys, you know, doing anything different than the other guys on the team, or did they just have it?
4: Warinski definitely worked. He was on the ice every morning, I'm pretty sure. I think Kyle Connor the same, but, like, I mean, there was other guys that were, like, third, fourth liners that were in the gym, I mean, way more than they were. It was – dude, they were just so good. It was, like, effortless, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's the way it is for those guys.
4: Um, yeah.
0: So we'll move on past Michigan, I guess. So you end up going past Michigan – you go to Sweden right after. How is that decision made? Like you're in America and then you decide to go to Sweden. You know, how the fuck do you make the decision?
4: Yeah. So me and my, my roommate or one of my good buddies, Max Schuert, he was going to take a gap year before he went to law school. So we just decided that we wanted to keep playing and we didn't want to play here in the States. And then we connected with one of our, alumni Mike chase on who connected us with his team in Sweden. They made us an offer. It was in the fourth league. It was, I mean, go look at my stats. It was a joke, <laughs> but, but some games were, were pretty good that I got noticed to go to the play at the next level. But we we went over there together. We traveled, we, we, we went to 20 major cities in Europe. We ripped it up together. We got the team in the next tournament league whatever it was so it was a good time but it was I was like man if I don't do this I'm gonna regret it in five years so I just had to do it I loved it it was it was unreal
1: so so did you get to a point at the end of your Michigan career you know like you said you said you didn't want to be done uh, but was your mindset fully there to be like okay I'm gonna be a hockey player or, or was it like we have this opportunity to go overseas and like explore and that was kind of the pull like what was what was the reasoning for going to Europe rather than staying in North America just to explore something different
4: yeah and you know when i had my exit meeting with red it was kind of like we didn't even talk about hockey so i was kind of like okay we're going to <laughs> figure this one out but uh I, I didn't i didn't know what i would do like if i didn't play hockey and i was like i'm not ready to figure this out yet <laughs> um, obviously so and I didn't want to play in the coast cause I knew I probably wasn't going to make it any further. And I, I knew I was only going to do it for one year or two years. So I just said, let me go to Europe. I've been to Sweden four times or so three or four times, whatever it was before that. And I loved it. So figured why not? And I loved it. So it was cool.
1: Yeah. I, I would say that's, that's probably my biggest regret is like, I loved the coast and I love playing in Orlando it was awesome but I wish I would have gone overseas because I've heard literally nothing but good things. And it's like, um, you know, shorter, shorter seasons, even though you have to be there earlier or whatever, but the schedule of it all is just like lighter. And I wish I would have tried that and then been able to explore. So I just, I just think that's cool when, when guys do that.
4: Yeah, it was. And then when I went back to Norway, I had a bunch of guys from the States and, and Canada. So it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was unreal. I I'm so glad I did it because, and I have, now with work, I have so many stories to tell too, which is which is cool as well.
0: Ev, how how did you transition? I mean, first off, how did you land in New York, coming from Michigan, um, and how did you transition from being a hockey player? You know, like your identity, your whole life, into you know something else where you're not a hockey player.
4: Yeah, it was it was definitely really really difficult, but I just made that decision one day. Honestly, when I was working out by myself, that's what I did in the summer, and I was like doing hang cleans or something, and I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Seeing my friends doing what they were doing outside of hockey, um, so I just made the decision that I made and networked with other Michigan hockey guys, and then got a gig out in New York and then just went out there and then that was completely different. Cause like you wake up one day, like shit, I don't have a rink to go to. I don't have a workout to go to. I just have work to go to, you know, it yeah. was, it was odd like not going into the locker room and like all of that. So it took a year or so to get used to it. I mean, it, it was weird. Um, and then COVID happened. So <laughs> figured it out from there, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, just fucking <laughs> clawing your way out of, out from there, it was a weird time. COVID happens. No one knew what the hell was going to happen. The whole world was going to end, and everyone was going to die.
4: Yeah, because I started working in October, and then COVID happened in March, and like I was like, "Damn, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm screwed, dude. I'm stuck <laughs> in New York with a year lease. I don't, I, I don't, I can't do anything." Like, but then I eventually figured it out. So, but it was it was crazy, man. So. good
0: yeah it's it's nuts moving into the next part of life after hockey like
4: you're just so used to
0: talking to the boys grabbing a cup of coffee in the morning and then the next thing you know you're just fucking showing up the office trying to do work just something different you have nothing you have no idea what's going on no knowledge like when you're playing when you were playing hockey when you got a little older like you felt comfortable because your whole life you knew hockey like you were experienced you had wisdom in hockey you knew what was going on, and then all of a sudden, just fucking brand new start. Like, bang. Fuck, it's tough.
4: Yeah. And I'm, like, at work, I'm, like, one of the first, like, earliest employees. So I, like, know everyone that I, like, communicate with, like, somewhat personally. So, like, in my team chat, we have 18 of us now. I'm just firing in there, like I'm talking to the hockey chat. And I'll post, like, row, and a half, and I'm, like, shit, this is work. Like, <laughs> it's so it's like, so I'm like in That mindset where I'm like calling the boys, like, Hey, what you do this weekend about like hey, these are work guys. Uh, so it's tough, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's weird, man.
0: Well, that's great. Well, thanks for coming on. I have, I think that's you know, that's a great episode. We'd love to have you on again. If you're ever in Minnesota, I think you should take a trip or I'll come out to NYC to visit you. But it was great to talk with you again, brother, and and thanks for coming on again.
4: Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. I uh did you guys have the uh the Minnesota State Fair this week this week or this month, whatever, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you might have to come out to visit them. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I may have to. I'll let you I'll let <laughs> you boys know when I'm when I'm heading out there because I, I can work from wherever. So yeah, I'll let you know. We'll get yeah, on All right. let's go. That sounds good. Love it. Yeah, we'll get out on the course perfect all
0: right we'll see you guys next week thanks for tuning in